The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Operation Fiela has been met with much criticism from the People's Coalition Against Xenophobia. The coalition says that Operation Fiela, which translates loosely uh, to mean clean sweep, implies that those arrested may be seen as rubbish. And uh, that is, as I quote, they say that the raids are a violation of human rights and counter to government's commitment to crack down on xenophobia. So in the latest raid, about 400 immigrants were arrested. And on the former date this morning, we ask, how are the Operation Fiela raids violating human rights. And joining us for the discussion, uh, we have in studio with us uh, Maurice Smithers of uh, Awetu. Thanks for coming through this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We also have David Cote with us, uh, who heads the Strategic Litigation Unit at Lawyers for Human Rights. Thanks for your time as well. Good morning. Thank you. And joining us on the line, my Lome Chwete, spokesperson uh, for the Department of Home Affairs. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Chwete. Uh, good morning, Fikina, and good morning to your listeners. Now, Maurice, uh, let me start with you and let's just get straight into it. When you say uh, that the raids are a violation of human rights, what is that premised on? Well, I think, firstly, the let's talk about the name, as you mentioned. Uh, the name is unfortunately linked to uh, uh, a couple of other operations, one in South Africa, one in Zimbabwe, which had a very similar name. So in Johannesburg, a couple of years ago, Operation Clean Sweep, which basically chased uh, all informal traders off the streets uh, and actually uh, an action that was condemned by the Constitutional Court and, and Operation Murabantsimbina uh, in Zimbabwe a couple of years ago, where, again, it was sweeping people off the streets. We can't talk about people as rubbish, as dirt. I mean, I think it's a, a very critical thing. The second thing is that migrants, according to our constitution, uh, all people that live, work in this country have rights. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's no indication that it's only for South African citizens. So everyone deserves basic respect for the way in which they are treated, even if they happen to be undocumented. So our argument is that the approach to migrancy should be a human rights approach. Uh, and it should be done in such a way that a clear signal is sent to people in the country, the people, particularly the people who are involved in xenophobic attacks, a clear signal needs to be sent to them that the rights of migrants, are, whether they're documented, whether they're undocumented, have to be respected. Now, you are giving the impression, Maurice, that uh, these raids are targeted specifically at um, <coughs> migrants. But, but uh, as we understand it from the police, or at least um, you know, uh, the first few raids that we saw and subsequent ones, it was targeting you know, whoever was in a particular area at that time. That's true. Uh, and in fact, the Operation Fiela, as stated by uh, Minister Jeff Khadebe, I think one of the problems is that the whole campaign, the whole the whole Operation Fiela, which is essentially an anti-crime campaign, that is how it was stated by uh, uh, Minister Khadebe on the 28th of April. However, it came right after the xenophobic attacks, and it was linked to the xenophobic attacks in the sense that the minister said that we have now retaken control, we have we have brought peace back to communities. Now we are going to respond 
to issues that people have raised around crime, drugs, and that sort of thing. So Operation Fiola began. But what we find very interesting is on the 3rd of May, the SAPS issued certain figures. They said that by then, Operation Fiola had resulted in 889 arrests. Of those, 13 were drug-related crimes, 13 for assault, 4 for murder, and 2 for unlicensed firearms and ammunition. These are SAPS figures. That's 32 identified criminal activities. 745 of those people that were arrested were undocumented migrants. And nowhere in the SAPS statement or in any other statements is there a direct causal link between those undocumented migrants and those crimes. So, but the impression that is now given to people And we feel this feeds into xenophobia because one of the problems is that people in South Africa who who have who 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 are responsible for xenophobic have xenophobic tendencies believe that the problems of South Africa are caused by migrants. So now, if you have a whole bunch of raids which are anti-crime raids, and 745 of those people are undocumented migrants that you arrest, the impression that is created in the minds of ordinary people is, you see, it's true. The migrants are the cause of all of our problems. Uh, And that is what we think is a major problem. We're not saying that government must not have a policy around migrants. Every country has to have that. But to make this link between criminality and being undocumented or being a migrant that's where our problem lies. So as far as, you know, violating people's rights are concerned, how was that done specifically? Well, it's quite, that's quite complex. I mean, I think the reports we have is that some of the attacks, and in fact, even the photographs that one sees of, of uh, uh, some of the, the, the raids, uh, uh, you know, you hear about doors being kicked in and so on. Uh, and and there are reports of brutality. There was reports of uh, uh, people who had been pushed around uh, during the raid. So so there's that aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is more complex, I think. And it's around it's around this impression that because you are undocumented, you are somehow illegal. You are somehow a criminal. And and we think that the human rights violation starts even before the arrests. It starts with the way in which migrants are treated when they come into the country. It starts with the way in which home affairs treats uh, migrants at the reception centers. It starts with the fact that uh, migrants have to go th- jump, go through a lot of trouble to actually get themselves registered or re-registered. It starts with the, the fact that, the, that uh, the Gauteng High Court, I believe it was, issued an instruction two years ago that um, government should reopen the reception centers in Johannesburg and in Port Elizabeth, and that hasn't been done. I happen to live in an area where there are lots of, mig- in, uh, lots of migrants in Yeovil, and often people come and knock on my door and say, please, can you give me the money to get to Pretoria so I can go and re-register myself? Uh, so you have a situation where we, we are not actually receiving people into the country in a way that says we understand that you, particularly for, for refugees, we understand that you've had problems in your own country. These are our rules. Please follow them. But treating people with respect, treating people with, with courtesy, recognizing their human rights.
And David, um, from your side, uh, just looking at the legalities of these, when raids are, you know, um, carried out, um, doors are kicked in and all these sorts of things happen, um, is that legal? The, what we think is that these raids are being done under the S- South African Police Services Act, and Section 13.7 of the Act permits the national or the provincial commissioner to um, cordon off an area, excuse me, <clears throat> cordon off an area for, um, to search that area for any criminality um, and articles of crime and whatnot. And it's been employed in the past at the Methodist Church in 2008 as well as in other areas. So in that case, the um, operation itself is condoned by the National or Provincial Commissioner. But in the normal course of things, the Criminal Procedures Act requires that the police must get a warrant in order to enter somebody's house and that they must seek uh, the permission of a magistrate in order to do so. And we don't see that happening in this case. But is this normal circumstances? Well, I think it is normal circumstances, considering that people are going into their private homes. Um, And we've created this uh, operation around certain um, uh, crimes that are being committed. But um, as we've seen with the statistics that have come out, not many people are being arrested for the crimes. They're being arrested for being undocumented in the country. The Immigration Act then talks specifically about how um, operations must take place under that act to arrest illegal foreigners. It has to be conducted during the daytime. It has to be approved by a magistrate as well. A warrant must be issued, particularly when you're going to somebody's private home, because there's privacy issues. And the Constitution talks about the right to privacy for everybody. Um, And it's only in very exceptional circumstances that it's permitted to do so without a warrant taking place. So what it seems to us is that this operation has tried to replace the role of the courts to supervise um, invasion of people's homes in order to allow them to do this with this operation and do it much more easier without any court supervision. So essentially you are saying that, um, you know, the the laws of the country have been violated in um, carrying out these operations. Well, what we saw over the weekend was an attempt to um, consult with clients. The Lawyers for Human Rights um, on Friday morning when we heard of this particular operation attempted to consult with um, seven named detainees as well as anyone else who wanted to speak to us. And we were denied access to the police station. For that reason, we had to go to the high court that afternoon, sorry, that evening and get a high court order to allow us access to the police station. Yet still, they did not permit us access. And it required us to go back to court again on Tuesday in order to get a final order to interdict the deportation of those people for two weeks just so that we'd be able to consult with them and to determine what rights have been violated, but also to determine whether asylum seekers and refugees had also been swept up in this operation because we do have information that some of them are, in fact, asylum seekers and refugees, and asylum seekers and refugees cannot be deported. Well, let's get a word from Maithome Twete with regard to the allegations that have been leveled here this morning. Mr. Twete? Uh, good morning, Fikina. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> look, um, uh, the, the issues being raised by the panelists are, are issues um, that the Department of Home Affairs is not dismissive about. We, as they, as they understand, if they, uh, if they understand immigration well, as I think they do, uh, the issue of migration for, for South Africa is quite a complex issue. We are amongst the top recipients of asylum seekers. Uh, we, 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 we face that challenge in terms of receiving a number of undocumented um, 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 migrants coming into South Africa, specifically from the SADC region, uh, a lot of those being economic migrants. We have tried to put up a, a migration framework that can manage the, 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 the flow of, of movement. Uh, uh, to, to guard for human rights, uh, but specifically also to um, to develop our economy. 
the, the incidents that have happened in the last um, couple of months, in the, in the month or so, have been incidents that have been strongly condoned, um, uh, uh, condemned by um, by government on a number of bases. And we've we've clearly stated that we we understand the difference between asylum seekers and un, undocumented migrants. So where where there's cases, if 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 the, the, my fellow um, commentators are saying there are cases where people are being deported and they are asylum seekers. I would like to get um, specifics of those cases and not speak um, anecdotally as if we are saying all of these people that are, are, are um, about to be deported um, are asylum seekers. We make that distinction quite clearly, and we have been going to communities and asking them to make that distinction. Now, in terms of the operation, government has clearly stated that we, what, what we are trying to combat here is lawlessness. And there's lawlessness on, on, on both sides. There's lawlessness on the side of a South African who feels that because the person is in, it, in the country and they're not, they don't have South African origin, they have the right to either loot um, or, or attack such a person. I think government has shown a very clear um, stance on that. We, we have arrested over 300 South Africans who have been involved in any, um, in any, sorry, in any violence towards foreigners. We've done that consistently. And when we did that, we didn't see much comment from from some of our critics. Uh, it was it was pretty much ignored. Uh, and 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 to the extent that government has has um, prevented the loss of life, quite quite aggressively. Now we're also trying to prevent lawlessness on the other side, where um, people feel as though they have they can come into South Africa undocumented. And 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 to counter what um, the commentators are saying. Being undocumented in the country is a crime. It's, it's, it's not something small, as they're making it seem, uh, as if, uh, look, um, the, the arrest of, of, of this type of nature and the, the, everything else was undocumented, and therefore undocumented doesn't matter. As, as my fellow commentators have, have, have shared with you, we do have an Immigration Act, and even South Africans have, have to be documented in this country and it doesn't make it any different for, for, for anybody else coming from any country. Those laws are, are global laws that many countries apply. I can't go into Zimbabwe without documentation. I will be subject to an, uh, to deportation, just like anybody who comes into South Africa will be subject to deportation. That being said, to protect human rights is a concern of, of, of the department. And we are, we are doing that uh, to the best of our ability. Not perfectly, but to the best of our ability. Um, even this, even this year, we've seen the the, the 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 new dispensation for Zimbabweans that was that was done by, by the Department of Home Affairs, and not to the pressure of anybody, but by the department's acknowledgement that we do have um, foreign nationals who are in the country, uh, and we need to regularize them as as, as 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 humanely as possible. When we did that, we didn't see much statements coming from our critics again. So I, I understand the comments they are, they are making about impressions. But I, I would warn them that they shouldn't feed into their impression by also being selective in how they analyze, they analyze the situations and the current, um, and, and the current uh, um, context that we find ourselves in. As you've said yourself, Sakina, when, when, when Operation Theater started, the, the, the areas that were targeted were uh, inverted commas, South African um, um, settlements or South African um, citizen dwellings. Those were the areas that were targeted. And, 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 and a lot of people who have been involved in the attacks have been arrested as a result of this operation. So I think it's, I think it's very, it's, it's, um, we shouldn't be selective in how we analyze the situation. And we, we shouldn't feed into the impression 
by by throwing labels of xenophobia to government when government has done everything it can to to firstly protect human rights, protect life, and accommodate uh, foreign nationals who are coming into our country. Well, what are your views on this discussion this morning? Uh, let us know how are the Operation Fiala raids violating human rights is what we are asking. And we'd like to hear your views. You've heard uh, three sides of this story now. And what do you make of it as South Africans? Uh, 0891-104-208 is the number to call in on. You can SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. And let me just start with uh, some of the tweets that are coming through here. Debza Ian Mashiko says... Um, Operation Fiela will definitely come in handy in Cape Town uh, because uh, Cape Flats area especially needs it ASAP. Dr. Shaisa says being undocumented in any country is illegal and your guests are not correct. He must go to Europe without papers and see he will be jailed. Tulani Ainzima says uh, the gentleman must understand the fact that it's a crime to be illegal in a country, uh, to be in a country illegally. It is a crime and Dan says Operation Fiela is not just targeting foreigners they arrest everyone breaking the law including South Africans as the hostels were also raided Fofo Lerofolo says uh, people think Operation Fiela is about refugees there are South Africans who were arrested as well illegal uh, is illegal and then uh, the purest of Natal says government has made arbitrarily um, about a hundred arrests of foreigners and it's done so with speed how many South African Zeno thugs have been arrested so far, which is a good question. Uh, Sipo Piri says, how do those undocumented migrants survive? What about businesses that use them and pay them nothing? Is this not promoting slavery in South Africa? And uh, Wandi James says, uh, South Africa's police brutality is a daily thing and human rights organizations are selective in their fights for human rights. So those are some of the comments coming through on uh, the social media platforms. Let's go to our listeners now. Oh, eight nine one one oh four two oh eight. Tabang you calling from Ruedapur. Good morning. Yes, good morning Sakina and good morning to your guest. Uh, look, I would echo some of the of the sentiments that have been raised that uh, it will appear that the so called human rights lawyers are really being selective and and clearly uh, when Saraskins were, were raided and arrested, some of them decried the acts of the police that they, they were treated by police. We've never seen this group standing up and saying the human rights of South Africans have been violated. So and the perception is created that only foreigners do have human rights and not South Africans. So it's quite unfortunate. It fits to a, a, a growing trend in this country where each time that the government tries to regulate, then there are certain groups who, who stand up and, 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 and challenge government, even on issues where government is entitled. So the attempt test is to render this government dysfunctional. Okay. Thank you, Thank you so phone. much, Tabang. Uh, Nomsa in Pretoria. Hi, good day, Sakina. Morning, Nomsa. Yes, I just want to echo what my former was saying. That uh, our memory is so elitely because uh, this thing, what was happening by the police, was happening not long ago at Marikana. Where was the human rights co- uh, guys at the time? Where were they? It's because they had this silent resistance when this thing was happening, because these are their employees. Now they are going home because they have they've been up in point, I mean, employing them all along. And that's why we have this problem. They should not be selective, Sakina. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nomsa and Pretoria. KGM in Cape Town. Good morning. Sorry, sorry.
KGM? Good morning, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your guests. Welcome. Right. A, a quick one. I think, you know, sometimes we talk past, uh, or rather past the real issues. You know, we're going to debate, argue, disagree to agree. But the bottom of the line, the, the core of the problem here is the system. I mean, if you look at people talking from different angles, you'll hear that they, they sound like they're having facts that they're representing. If you look at the, the the problem from where I understand it, it, it's our constitution, which is very contradictory. I mean, you, you listen to the representative from the department who obviously cannot bite the hand that feeds him. I mean, he's doing his job to protect uh, and to spin doctors as much as he can. And you also listen to the intellect in terms of how he understands the law. You realize that... that the bottom line is that the, the people on the ground, as they are called, are the ones who are going to suffer. We'll keep on having these sophisticated intellectual discussions, but it'll it'll never get to the bottom line in terms of really addressing the issues. Now, if, if we are to address the real issues, the, these boundaries that we're talking about, these boundaries that are forcing us to be foreigners in our own land are the key issues, and that's what we should be addressing. We should not be talking about... South Africa as a little island in Africa or any other country as an island. We should be saying, how do we work towards opening up Africa so that Africa can be one? People will not have interest of going haywire if we know that we are one and we are, if we're messing up as it were, we're messing things that are of our own. All right. Thanks, KGM from Pretoria. And just a reminder of our question, how are the Operation Fiala raids violating human rights? And just a reminder, if you've just tuned in, our guest this morning, uh, David Kote, who heads the Strategic Litigation Unit at Lawyers for Human Rights. Also, uh, De- uh, Maurice Smithers of Awetu and Maithome Chwete from the Department of Home Affairs with us this morning. And let's go back to the lines before I come back to our panel. Uh, Zintle, you're in KZN. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Sakina. It's very strange that the lawyers or the people that you have there on studio are actually talking about the human rights. Where have they been all along? What about the people? I come, I come from Guadalupe, particularly in Durban, and there's a lot of illegal migrants there. And if people are illegal, they are illegal, Sakina, and they must, be, must leave the country. Because that's why you'll find so much violence. These people, they do crimes and you can't even find them. Yesterday, I was listening to your show, and something very strange and scary, I'm a mother, particularly of girls, to find that country now, which has a lot of people who are being stolen, particularly young kids, what happens in Cape Town. I'm not saying it's these illegal people that are in our country that actually are causing this, but if we have people that are undocumented, how are we supposed to um, eradicate them? They must continue with this with this uh, operation. I, I, I applaud our government for the work that they're doing. They must continue. We will always have detractors, but they're not on the ground. It's good for them to sit in their air-conditioned offices and they find that um, the, the government is doing this all the time. They must continue. We, uh, we celebrate it. We appreciate it. Particularly, I come from Gomashu, one of the biggest um, uh, crimes uh, syndicate area. We appreciate it. They must continue. Thank you. Thanks, Zintle and KZN. Masabata in Pretoria. Good morning. Masabata? Okay. Can you hear me, Sakina? I can hear you now. Yes, I just want to express my support for Operation Fiela. 
but my issue is that the government took too long to act, but it's fine. They must just keep on doing it. And the first, the second phase of Operation Fiona should target, <coughs> sorry, should target businesses that employ foreigners only. We have mac and beans, ocean basket, there are many of them. All of them, they employ foreigners only. And I'm sure the laws of this country are clear on equity, employment equity and stuff like that. The other thing is that it is clear that the so-called lawyers for human rights they are hell-bent on creating anarchy in this country so that South Africa becomes one of those uh, failed states. That is their agenda and it must be exposed for what it is. Thank you, Sakina. That's Masabata in Pretoria. William in Newtown, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you, William? I'm very well, my dear. You know what, ne? I'm speaking from a perspective of a foreign person. I want to say that this raid are uh, a they should be qualified. We need them in town and everywhere because crime has increased. And for foreigners living in the country who are undocumented, I'm just saying to them, even myself, you are, I'm so sorry for you. You have to just go back home. Because you create a bad picture for us who are qualified and who are documented. And I've never met any cop. I've been so many times by cops and I've never been assaulted or abused. Cops are there to do their work. They're the, there should be some, there, there, there is always some brutality, but I mean, it's so, it has to be there because when you're dealing with some criminal activities, you have to be a bit brutal. That's all I can say. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us, William, calling from Newtown. Let's hear from Sam in Santon. Good morning, Sam. Hi, Sakina. Um, I'd just like to engage your panelists. Um, I think that from what I've listened from the other listeners, there certainly is a very deep possibility which still resonates in many South Africans regarding the xenophobic issue. Um, furthermore, if we're going to engage the legal experts, right, um, I'm, a, I'm a candidate attorney myself. Now, I do know that human rights are universal, and they must be protected unequivocally, and, 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 just, uh, and, and we can't, we don't limit that. But I think that when we look at the fact that this is a legitimate government purpose, right, we see that it's a legitimate government program aimed at protecting all South Africans, aimed at protecting all migrants. We need to look at the fact that, yes, it may yield to some limitations of your rights to privacy, your rights to dignity, but in this instance, I feel it's justified. However, even to the government departments, I feel that they, too, I think that it's, 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 it's not unheard of for there to be reports of police brutality, for there to be reports of police acting outside the columns of the law. And in that instance, I feel that the governments really need to be hard on their own officials and how they're treating the, the operation, because I think that has the potential of making the operation a farce, as opposed to actually showing that it's there to, to, to contribute to a serious government objective. Thanks, Sakina. Thank you so much, Sam. And, and on that note, you know, a few other uh, tweets coming through. Tuba uh, Gumit Lamini says, Operation Fiela is potentially against civil liberties and um, as a number of rights are being violated. A revolutionary says, can we address the warrants? Are they signed correctly? Because if laws have to be bent, then this operation, for this operation to be carried out, uh, then um, we have to know about that. So, you know, again, people questioning whether, uh, basically saying, yes, we have to do what we need to do, but we shouldn't be breaking the law in order to achieve that goal. But let me start with you, David. You know, many people saying uh, you're hypocritical as a lawyer for human rights because you are selective in terms of what you choose to address. 
We came across this operation because many of our clients and community leaders that we work with um, brought it to our attention. We were also we have a dedicated refugee and migrant rights project. Um, that's in addition to other projects we have on land reform, prison reform, environmental rights, as well as um, general strategic litigation. So it was brought to our attention this particular raid that happened on Friday morning. However, we had been following Operation Fiela before that, um, and we were concerned about it, and we had uh, issued a, a number of statements regarding that. What uh, The impression I got from many of the callers is that people are still complaining when they say, where were your human rights when the other raids happened? I agree. And I think that um, that's one of the reasons why Operation Fiela has to be uh, looked at very closely. It sounds like there have been uh, rights violations happening since the beginning of the operation. And we have to look at that. Um, just the fact that our clients happen to be the foreign nationals who were um, targeted on Friday means that that's been our exposure to it. However, um, we also have to recognize that you know 800 of the people out of the 1,200 who have been arrested so far um, out of this operation appear to be foreign nationals, and it appears that there is a bent towards uh, arresting undocumented people. Mm. I think someone said a tweet saying, well, but this thing started at uh, the JP hostels mm. and saying there are no foreigners there. Mm. So, so, so aren't you kind of twisting the story here to suit the narrative that you're trying to put out? But when Operation Fiela was announced by the president, he said that the military was being deployed in order to deal with the xenophobic violence, and then um, somehow these other crimes are incorporated into that operation. This really is a rule of law issue. We have to look at the, what the Constitution says about whether the military can be deployed in a certain area. And I agree with your other caller. I'd like to see what the warrants say. I'd like to see what the authorizations say. And I want to know what exactly the mandate was that the president gave the military to be involved on our streets, to be... Um, uh, going to people's homes, whether they live in a hostel or in a house, it doesn't matter. That's still your private dwelling. What rights do people have to do that? And what has the, the president mandated the military to do as well as the the, um, the SAPs? I mean, as I understand it, and, and, and I'm trying to recall what was said at the time, the military would be there as backup, as support to the South African police services who would be the ones at the forefront of carrying out these raids. So, so, so you know, the military, as it were, are the ones who would secure the perimeter, etc., etc. So, but 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 we'll come back to that. Um, uh, let me just hear from you as well, uh, Maurice. You know, um, also people uh, uh, basically not agreeing with your stance here on mm. this morning. Thanks, Sakina. Look, I think uh, first of all, let me just address one question that was raised, which a number of people saying that human rights organisations uh, are being selective. I think first of all, lawyers for human rights is a structure that started in the 1980s and played a significant role in the struggle against apartheid. And as uh, David has pointed out, they have a number of briefs, many of which are to do with South Africans. The second thing is that uh, I am from Awetu, as I said. I'm from Awetu, but uh, um, uh, uh, I'm part of a coalition of 11 organizations uh, human rights organizations uh, that are operating within the country that came together and said, look, let's uh, address this issue of xenophobia. One of those organizations, as an example, is Equal Education. And yesterday they published a, a, a report, an audit that they had done on toilets uh, in Gauteng at schools uh, and pointed out the, the, the huge problem around sanitation in government schools, in township schools in particular, uh, 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 and w- which are mostly attended by South Africans. 
So I think it's really important for people to understand that the organizations involved in in this uh, coalition are organizations that are normally on a day-to-day basis involved in human rights issues for everyone, including South Africans who happen to be the majority of people in the country. Uh, uh, The other point I want to make is that somebody pointed out that the core of the problem is the system, and I think that that is actually at the bottom of the problem. I think that crime, for example, is not going to get resolved by sporadic operations, sporadic raids. The fundamental issues that need to be addressed are inequality, poverty, and unemployment in the country. The fundamental problems that need to be addressed around migration is how do you make it as easy as possible for people who come into the country, whether they're asylum seekers, whether they're economic refugees, whether they're people who are just coming into the country because they want opportunities. Make it as easy as possible for people to be documented because then it's quite legitimate to say, and we're not contesting the fact that you have to have laws. We're not contesting the fact Mm. that people should be documented. It's absolutely correct anywhere in the world. But if you don't make it easy for people to document themselves, if you don't make it easy for people to... uh, work within the law, then to suddenly raid people and arrest huge numbers of people where you've got absolutely no evidence that any of them have been involved in any crime beyond the fact that they're undocumented. It's, 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 it's a human rights violation. But, but, but what does that mean? If someone is in the country and they are undocumented, we know that our borders are porous in this country. So what happens when someone does slip through those borders and comes into the country? Are you saying that when these raids are conducted and the, uh, the police come across, you know, some of these people who have come into the country illegally, should they then be, uh, be, not be arrested because we don't want to be seen as being xenophobic? No, no. We, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that in the normal course of events, the police must do their duty. Uh, if people are in the country and they're undocumented, and if we have systems, in, and particularly if we have systems in place that make it, give people no excuse for being undocumented, then, it, then people must be arrested, they must be deported, as would happen in any other country in the world. Our objection in this particular instance is that Operation Fiala was, de- was specifically set up talking about dealing with xenophobia and it would appear that the way in which you're going to deal with xenophobia is by deporting migrants uh, and for us that is actually feeding into xenophobia because it's basically saying that those people who believe that the problems of the country are caused by migrants are going to be proven correct because get, deport everybody and the problems will be solved and that's not true there are fundamental issues which will still remain here for South Africans, whether we have migrants here or not. David, before I go to my Lome. Just to give some context to the immigration system at the moment, um, half of the refugee reception offices have been closed down across the country. Every one of them has been found to be illegal by a different court, um, including the Supreme Court of Appeal twice. The immigration system has been reformed in May of last year, and a new company has been hired to take in applications. The result is that um, permit fees have doubled, and it's making it far more difficult for people to get into the system itself. So there are many people with expired permits, but not through any fault of their own. It's because the system itself isn't working, and that's really the context in which we're talking right now. All right. So what I'm hearing both Maurice and David say, my Tome, is that 
at the heart of all of this is you as the Department of Home Affairs. The problem lies with you. Well, again, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a, select, a selective approach to the problem. Um, look, I think, I think some of our callers raised some very pertinent issues. Uh, but I, I must make a very clear distinction that uh, being a foreigner in South Africa does not make you a criminal. And the Department of Home Affairs and our government understands that perfectly, that you get a lot of uh, migrants that come to South Africa and contribute positively to the development of our economy and society. And even the, uh, the lawyers of human rights, uh, in their own right, um, I think they, they are trying to make South Africa a better place. But I, 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 I do differ with them fundamentally on a number of issues. Um, let's start with the immediate ones. Uh, and, and this is the Operation Failure, which was put in place to stop lawlessness. The, 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 the panelists, David and Morris, continue to say it appears, it looks, it's a deception, and that is clearly a, a subjective analysis that they are applying. We have, as we've said, and as the callers have noted, gone to South African uh, uh, areas and, and, and looked into South African areas and looked into South Africans who are involved in criminality and we've arrested South Africans. Um, and as I said, there was nothing said by the, the lawyers of human rights when we did that. And what we're making quite clear here is that our government is not in support of lawlessness on all sides. Undocumented in the country is, 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 a, is a form of uh, lawlessness. We want everyone to be accountable for, for, for their presence in the country, South Africans included. And we expect the, 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 the same of, of, um, of, of foreign nationals. And also specifically to this case, you know, they, they continue to raise this point that um, it's, it's illegal if, um, um, if, these, if the 800 um, undocumented migrants were rounded up in their homes. But I can tell you for a fact that they don't have that as a, as a fact that all of these 800 were rounded up at their homes. So they, 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 they're finding a, um, a, an opportunity and they're applying it to all of the, of, of, um, the, the undocumented people that were, that were detained. A lot of them were, were found at, at the taxi ranks in, in populated areas which are not specifically their homes. If I'm driving a car, police stop me and ask me for my license, I must, pro- I must provide my documentation. Similarly, if you are asked for documentation, you must provide it. So that's the immediate issue. Now, to the, long, to the, long, to the medium to long-term issue, which is uh, immigration, uh, uh, immigration regulations. I think our government has clearly displayed that we, we want to have migration for development. We want to uh, attract critical skills into the country. Uh, we want to pull from Africa the best that it has to offer. And our, our government and our department is quite cognizant of the, of the importance of Africa, force of Africa, in terms of economic development. Most of our numbers in terms of tourism are coming from the African continent. We appreciate this fact. And a lot of, a lot of people are using the legal systems that exist. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are moving to um, ports of entry and being documented when they come in or being, um, or being recognized when they come in. And we are making improvements to our system. The, the VFS system that uh, I think David Amas was speaking about has actually improved the turnaround times. I mean, this is something they won't note. There was a time where, uh, and those challenges still exist, but there was a time where you waited a considerably longer time for a number of permits that one wanted to get. The VFS system, fact, and this is fact, it's not a, an issue for debate, has improved the turnaround times for permits. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to the, to the long-term issue, sorry to enough for being long-winded, but to the long-term issue of uh, inequality and economic development, our, our government is, 
is addressing those issues. And we, we have seen a, a, a sharp decline in, in abject poverty uh, in, in a number of areas. And, and, and some of the reasons why people are attracted to South Africa is because of our economic prosperity and our, and our, and our human rights beliefs that our government has protected. The reason why we, we are attracting uh, um, um, a large um, flow of people from, from, from the African continent is because of this. Um, the, the asylum seekers um, system is also being used by economic migrants who want to come to South Africa to, to take part in the economy and take advantage of our economic opportunities. We are trying to do this in a strategic way. It's not going to happen how David wants. It's not going to happen how Morris wants, where we just say we will document every single person that applies, because there's no country in the world that does that. Even, even what they consider, uh, consider to be liberal countries in Europe don't do that. There's no country in the world that just says, if you apply for uh, a, a permit in South Africa, you're going to get one. There are a number of things we must look at. Amongst those is what 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 um, what what uh, act, what can we extract from a certain person? Critical skills areas. What 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 benefit is is the society going to get from it? This is above and beyond our human rights uh, obligations, which we which we comply with full-heartedly. That's why we receive a lot of asylum seekers, along with Kenya, uh, the highest receivers mm-hmm. of asylum seekers on the continent. I'm challenging them. Sorry, Sakina. I'm challenging them to take the opportunity that Minister Gigaba has availed to them, to come to our offices, to have meaningful discussions, to perhaps move away from, from the sensationalism of, of finger-pointing and look at fundamental and constructive ways that we can improve our system. We're not saying perfect, but we say only constructive criticism in, 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 in real discussion, not in the, on a radio station or, or in, in, in newspapers, is going to move the country forward. Mm. Are you confident, though, that no laws and no rights were violated during these raids? I'm confident that no, no, no mandate was given for, for, for the violations of rights. In, in these situations, we, we, we know sometimes um, an individual in the police service or anywhere in government can be overhanded in exercising himself. Where there are cases of either police brutality or, or, or anything illegal, we encourage to uh, and, and anyone else to report it to us so we can look it up. But you must remember, Fikina, what we said to the public is that don't, don't go and, and investigate and attack people because you think they are undocumented in the country. Report it to us. We are the, the authorized um, uh, entity that can look into it. All we right. said that to the public. So when, when sorry, Fikina, that's a good point. So when Fikina come to us and say to us, um, they, we, have, we have a suspicion that there's undocumented people working in this place. And so as we can respond to that, we are then accused of being xenophobic, but we are telling people not to take action themselves. So we, we are encouraging people to come to us in, uh, as government, and then we are being criticized for acting or showing them that we are the ones that are allowed are only only allowed to, to look into those matters of whether a person is documented, undocumented, or involved in any legal activity. All right. So a lot of these raids have been a response to communities um, calling um, the, the, the I got the you. Government. And, 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 and uh, perhaps the South Africans who felt their rights were violated, did they take the time to contact the uh, uh, human rights lawyers to come to their aid? Just putting the question out there. Let's go back to the lines. Mark in King Williamstown. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Okay, my take is that um, the, the immigration officers, some of them are alone to themselves, you know, because if you don't know the state, they are becoming so emotional. The the, the the just handle mishandle uh, I mean because you're a foreigner, they just mishandle you 
even if you want to explain yourself, there was a there was a there was a case whereby uh, one guy produced his naturalization certificate. They just tore it up, you know. So I mean, some of these uh, I mean attitudes is becoming or unbecoming on them. Okay, thanks so much, Mark. Rex in Germiston. Uh, Sakina, I'm looking at the, the issues raised by many of the callers this morning, coupled with the methods uh, this raid is being conducted. There is a very huge assertion inferred on foreigners as the main source of crime in South Africa. If we continue casting these assertions, the xenophobic attack will definitely come back. For instance, when this xenophobic attack started in Soweto, the Minister of Small Scale, Medium and Small Scale Industries came on air on SASM and casted assertions that the reason for the attack, uh, some of the reasons for the attack was because the foreigners barricade themselves uh, with burglars and they don't integrate themselves into the society. And these foreigners are into the uh, lo- local society, conduct their businesses in local South African languages. Thereafter, three weeks down the line thereafter, this xenophobic attack continued. And I was quick on that particular day to tell the minister that if people in high places like her could infer such aspersion, uh, 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 that xenophobic attack will continue. Three weeks down the line, it continues. Okay. Thanks so Thank much, you. Rex in Germiston. Ali in Sekunda. Hi. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for the, um, uh, for the opportunity. I, I believe um, that this operation uh, uh, nothing to do with uh, fighting uh, xenophobia. It's all to do with uh, using the number of illegal people. And on this, the government is um, um, uh, acting on the allegation on the ground where the people, South Africans, are, are saying that there, that there are a lot of illegal people in this country. Um, this, the pressure should be supported where, um, where in a normal uh, condition where there is no um, uh, you know, objective uh, like fighting crimes and uh, xenophobia. Um, but in this case, uh, the government is part of a problem because they are trying to please South Africans and sending a wrong message to the people. Uh, like, in, you know, those, if you arrest those people who are illegal, um, then, then xenophobia, there's no need for xenophobia. All right. Thank you so much, Ali and Sakunda. Uh, just a few quick uh, SMSs. Uh, Jean says, it's disingenuous for Maurice to complain about human rights now. Where were they when South Africans were raided? And Dick and Santon says, the root cause is home affairs. The whole world knows that this department is rotten to the core. The ANC has lost control. And I think that sums up, you know, the two camps uh, in which one could actually separate the arguments this morning. But thanks to our guests for coming through. David Cote heads uh, uh, the Strategic Litigation Unit at Lawyers for Human Rights. Also, Marie Smithers of Awetu and Maitlo Metuete from the Department of Home Affairs. Appreciate your participation. As always, it's been fantastic. And thanks to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear.